Hey, you guys, we're so grateful to have one of my favorite new groups that I've heard of, which is called Park Wow. And they're an artist songwriting production team based in Los Angeles. Um, after a chance meeting at the Grammy camp in Los Angeles in 2011, Austin and Justin fell into an unstoppable creative rhythm. And in 2016, they decided to formally partner to become what we know as Park Wow. They have a really great song that I'm going to talk about a little later on, but I'm just so glad to have you guys here with us. And I know that we're going to talk more in depth about being signed to Disney Music, but thank you guys for being a part. Thank you, and thank you for such a wonderful oh, intro. no problem. I, I love listening to new music, and when I heard you guys, I was like, y'all would be great for this show. So we're glad to have you here. Well, we're glad to be a part of it. Oh, so no problem. You. So I want to kind of first get into one of the hardest questions for a lot of people to answer, but I think it might be a great starter for you. Um, what hurdles have you faced in the music industry thus far, and how have you guys overcome that hurdle? Truthfully, I think the biggest hurdle that most creators face early on is how do you support yourself while you're trying to pursue your dreams? I mean, just today, Spotify, Apple, and Amazon all announced the rates they want to pay songwriters, and they're even lower than the rates that we've been fighting for for years. So it's quite frustrating uh, when you're looking down, you know, the the pipeline of the future and the works you create now, unless you're having a stake on what we call the master side of the recording you actually hear, unless you have claim to that, you're not seeing much revenue. And so fortunately, you know, we've, we've overcome it by having unique skills that I think other people, you know, while they may as well have them, don't pursue them in the same way. So we've, We've taken up videography on the side in the past to shoot corporate videos for companies to be able to do this full time. We've taken on work where we're, you know, writing music for a little commercial here, or a, a animation project there, a movie here. And we have the ability to produce it in-house as well as write it and we can perform it. So it kind of takes a bit of the added cost of, of needing to hire musicians and all that out. So that's helped with a lot of the hurdles. And then some of the biggest hurdles truthfully are just being able to get up every day and try and come into the room and create something special and not get burnt out. That's been a big, big struggle that we've had to figure out how to deal with as well. I love that. I mean, that's a huge part. Like you said, the music business is one of the hardest businesses to actually to break into or to be able to be profitable because there's so many artists out there or people who are pursuing this career. And the one thing I do love is, especially with like Instagram and you think of TikTok and so many other avenues that people are using to kind of share their music and being able to become relevant I think you guys are off to a great start of just being able to have that passion and being able to focus on what actually is important to you. And I think music um, transcends in so many different ways. But I love that you guys um, met, like I said, through a Grammy camp, right? Can you kind of explain how did that chance meeting happen? Yeah, so Grammy camp, uh, this was about 10 years ago. So it was 2011. And what it was at the time when it had been like the idea was presented to me, it was this 
two week thing that you could go to Los Angeles for and experience how the music industry works. Um, and a lot of times in, in high school, you're, you don't really know the day to day life of what it means to be in this business. And so I think it was probably 10 guitar players, 10 drummers, 10 producers, 10 singer songwriters, um, kind of 10 of every facet of the industry all coming together, but doing it all as high school kids coming to learn and kind of live a day in the life of, of what it would be like to do this. And so we both happened to apply the same year. And uh, I mean, the thing that happened really is I think on the second or third night, there was an open mic night uh, where anyone could go up and share songs or play music. And the only person I really remembered from that open mic night was Austin. And so the funny thing is, is we actually didn't even talk during camp. We actually, I reached out on Facebook a couple weeks after camp just because I just felt like a, he was probably the most impressive person there, but also B there was just this, this feeling of like, I feel like we could work really well together. How does that feel hearing that Austin? <laughs> uh, I mean, at this point I've heard the story a million times, but it, doesn't uh get any less special the fact that like it's a partnership right justin's made the joke before actually we're at dinner with my dad and a bunch of his clients um he's in in the finance world and so he we happened to be in in uh philly working on some stuff and he was like oh i'm going out to dinner with some clients you should come and justin literally said when when they explained when they were like so how do you guys know each other and he goes oh we're life partners and my dad uh you know it's like you know i mean i i have a sister who's who's gay and so he doesn't have any problem with that but he was like they're business partners they're like business partners and it was just funny (laughs) we kind of created that that chemistry that a lot of people come into the room and ask us if we're siblings Mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting i think that happens at least once every five or ten five to ten sessions for sure yeah and they're like are you guys siblings and you know, the beautiful thing about music is it, is it creates this chemistry that on a certain level is family. I do consider him my brother. And we're in this journey to build a career and a sustainable lifelong career together. And so hearing that keeps me energized and keeps me excited about the fact that I believe the passion has only grown from there. You know, he saw something in me and then the more we work together, I've seen him grow unbelievably to be able to walk into a room and, and get what everybody's feeling down into musical form. It's, it's amazing. He's just as talented, if not way more talented than me. And I think that it's, you know, a blessing to work with somebody that you are constantly striving to be at their level. I think that's a great way of answering that because when we think of music, it is a partnership and it's about, especially when we see duos and different types of artists, I, I like to just go into like, like Lady A, you know, I know they've, they've changed their name since, but just like looking at that group and just seeing three people on stage and still being able to connect. And I think like as musicians, like you said, evolving in your career, music has, has shifted over the last 10 to 20 years and what people considered to be popular music, you know, can change. And so I love that you guys built that connection over 10 years ago and seeing 
what it's led to, which is great music, as we can, I've heard, and hopefully our listeners will listen to that new music. But I think you guys are on to a great start for sure. Um, but I want to go into what goes into like creating songs. If you can kind of give me like a sneak peek into what do y'all do in a creative process of writing songs? I mean, it's really kind of tough to put into words because essentially uh, two, three, four, or five of us will end up in a room and it just starts differently every time. I mean, the song, the inspiration can come from an experience someone had that day. It can become, come from a big life change, uh, literally a book they read or a tweet they saw. I mean, the inspiration can come from anywhere. And it's funny, too, because we'll get into a session most days and I'll be catching up, hanging out, getting to know each other a little bit if they're new. And all of a sudden there's kind of this silence that comes in the room just a little bit when it's kind of like, all right, what do we want to do now? And a lot of times as the producer, you're sitting at the front and it becomes your moment to kind of start the whole day and get the whole song rolling. And so whether it be a certain chord progression, uh, a random groove or I don't know, any random sound, somehow everyone kind of gets inspired and gets on the same, same wavelength. And it just kind of moves from there. I don't really know how to explain it because a lot of times it is very weird how it all comes together and we're all just like, we kind of know where we're going. And so it's just trying to find the path to get there at that point. And I think uh, just to play off of that, every song we kind of start the, the first 30 to 45 minutes of a session, whether it's with friends or new people, either catching up or getting to know them. And so you kind of get an insight into their world, as well as if we're the artist that day, what we're kind of feeling. And the best stuff is, and we've kind of almost stopped writing fully fictitious songs. Everything comes from a seed of truth. Now, whether or not you elaborate on that, right, that's a whole different ball game that's storytelling and creating something compelling but if it starts with that seed of truth it connects to anybody else because if it's true to one person more than likely it's true to a ton of people i think that's great like you talked about just like the seed of truth it reminds me of like in my career um because i work as a counselor full-time and we do icebreaker questions and I think that kind of just you, to get to know someone, like we call it like the the norming, the forming, storming and performing, which is what goes on with group sessions. And I think it's very similar to that. Like when you're sitting there and you're actually coming up with new music or coming up with a concept, I think that's great that you guys can sit together, get to know each other and then see if the partnership will even work. Because sometimes you can maybe be in a room with someone that doesn't connect with the vibe that you guys are creating. So I think that's, a great starter to kind of sit down and talk and get to know each other and build that relationship. Um, yeah, we're all humans, you know, I mean, you just got to connect at, at a base level. You got to connect. And what we say with, when new people come into the room, we're not always going to get a great song. No one does, but if we can get a level of comfort and a level of connectedness and a level of vibe that is enjoyable for a, three, four, six, eight hour hang at the end of the day, it might not work out that day, but people are open to coming back and trying again. 
and you never know if you're going to strike gold the second time. That's true. I think that's a great answer to that. And I think um, when you start to get more people together to talk about, you know, what they're expecting. And I think it goes back to our expectations going into a session. Like you have to be aware of that, you know, everything may sound like a hit to you. It may not be a hit song, but it may resonate with you in the moment, but going back and listening to play back and, you know, being able to see if there's someone else who sounds better on the verse or maybe the chorus, like it's, it's just so important to just to see what works and what fits. And I think that's a great way of looking at it, of just talking through it and seeing what you guys mash, you know, well together. Um, so I have a hard question for you guys, but this might be something I think that our listeners might want to know. If you could sing live with any artist, and this can be someone who is living or someone who has passed, who would you choose? And which stadium, if you could choose a stadium, would you guys perform in? Ooh, I love the word stadium. That gets yeah. me very excited. <laughs> I would love to sell out or play a stadium. Um, I think of the legendary stadiums that exist. Wembley's obviously up there. You know, every major artist that is of stadium level dreams to sell out Wembley. And, you know, like when the Foo Fighters sold it out multiple nights in a row, I remember watching that documentary as a, you know, as a teenager and being like, oh, my God, I want to do that. Uh, And there's been so many monumental records. uh, I mean, not records, uh, performances done at Wembley Stadium. I also think just iconic venues, Red Rocks in Colorado, which is a 10,000 seat amphitheater, but it's a magical place. Everybody that plays there has, has unbelievable words to say. For me, it would either be Jackson Brown, who is one of my favorite songwriters and artists that has, you know, had the privilege of getting their music known enough that we've been able to hear it. I'm sure there's tons of artists I would kill to play with if only I heard their music. And, you know, that's that's a whole other thing is promotion, right? But to the question for me, it's Jackson Brown, Wembley Stadium, or 30 Seconds to Mars, Wembley Stadium. It's not going to change. Wembley Stadium is where where it's at for me. What about you? Okay. I was also going to say uh, Wembley. I spent some time in London studying abroad, and I actually went to a couple NFL games out there. And so I kind of also had that same vision. But um, I grew up with a dad that only listened to like late 70s and 80s music. And so my favorite band of all time is Def Leppard. And so I just, I, I've only imagined what it would be like to stand in the crowd back in the day at one of those shows. But, you know, I mean, it'd probably be a pretty surreal, surreal thing to stand on stage and experience it that way. Just because Austin and I always talk about it. We think we would have just absolutely crushed it in the eighties because we both have dads that love that music and, um, we kind of grew up with it. So I think that would be mine. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm going to give you all an answer that might throw you off for myself. I would actually choose Earth, Wind and Fire. I love Earth, Wind and Fire. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite bands. And I would say, well, I'm originally from New Orleans. So the Superdome, of course, I know it's changed name since, but I mean, that to me, yep. just being in that atmosphere, watching Saints games growing up and just just imagining them singing and performing like just I always think of like you know September just seeing that song and just people dancing having a great time 
I mean, they have so many hits. I mean, that's one or Prince. I mean, Prince is just, I mean, just that's that's all you need to say. I mean, just an amazing oh, yeah. performer. Yeah. And I love that he owned his masters. He wrote for so many different artists. I mean, I just, when I go back and I think of music, I always think of the feeling that you have when you hear, or like a Whitney Houston, I mean, one of the best voices of all time. And just, you know, that, that would be amazing. Absolutely. All right. So yeah, we're almost sure. there, you guys, but I have about two more questions for you guys. So one I really want to ask you guys, I think would be really helpful, is talking about your music. So let's talk about Rain in L.A. and Stranger's Bed. Can you kind of tell us about those two songs and what went into the songwriting of those songs? Um. Well, we can start with Rain in L.A., which just came out, and we've been really, really happy with the response. A lot of people have been connecting with it, particularly a bunch of uh, our collaborators have been like, wow, this is my story. This is what I relate to. Um, and I think what it was for us is I put that title in my phone quite a while ago, and um, it just kind of sat there until we got in the room with uh, one of our favorite collaborators to work on the Park Wild Artist Project with. Her name is uh, Eva Honey, and she kind of helped bring that idea to life. I had the concept of rain in LA and how, you know, even though there's all this sunshine and rainbows, like some days I just feel like it's downpouring even when it's perfect. And we kind of dove into that and then just got personal with it. Like, you know, we'd been out here at the time two years and we had definitely been feeling the struggle. We had been out here multiple times before we moved out here. And I thought when we moved out here that things would get a little easier and they actually got significantly harder. Um, the more we dove into being out here full time and being substantially away from a city that we both love, we're, we're both, I mean, I'm a New Yorker at heart and Justin is a pseudo New Yorker. He lived there for a few years and we always swore we would never move to LA. We would never move. We would never move. And we found ourselves saying, well, the opportunity is there. We're going to take it. And so we did. And we realized in that process, we, we knew it would be a challenging career path to take. We just didn't know that despite having more access to it, it would still be as hard. And it was that doubt that kind of fueled, the creative process of rain in LA because all the creatives out here at some point feel that same way, but it also relates in a much broader way as well. I don't think it solely relates to creatives. It, it basically describes, you know, the Instagram culture and the TikTok culture that's kind of going on right now. All of these people are portraying themselves to be exceptionally happy when deep down you know, they're, they're not happy. There's so many of those TikTok couples that we all followed. And then you look in a year from now and they've all broken up and you're like, oh my God, I thought they were so perfect and so happy together. And it's basically about that facade of, of the modern society as well. And it's, it's how we front and how we always expect everybody to portray their best selves when no one is perfect and everybody has terrible days. And that's what we wrote about. Cause that's what was real to us in that moment. And the way it actually came together, we wrote that over zoom because we were in a pandemic. 
And so it was definitely a struggle to express what we were trying to accomplish across Zoom. But once we really got comfortable and dove into what the meaning behind it was for us, it kind of went pretty quick. I think we wrote it in maybe 45 minutes, an hour. And then the production process is what took the longest time because we knew that it was a special record and we really wanted it to be everything we could imagine. And fortunately, I think we chiseled at it away enough that it, you know, it became our, our vision. And Justin here has a, a good bit of insight on uh, Stranger's Bed. Well, I just wanted to say on Rain in L.A., the production, too, kind of leans into that in the sense that there's these feelings, there's these pressures and almost like an anxiety. But there's just this within music in L.A. and when you live and work here that it slowly kind of creeps in and builds up. And I feel like that's what we tried to do in the arc of the production in Rain in L.A., too. If you notice, it starts kind of on the quieter more relaxing side and it just constantly builds all the way through to the end where it just has this big powerful just i it just builds all the way through which is really what we were trying to uh complement the lyrics with with the production I, yeah, I and then, it. oh thank you yeah i mean it we're so glad it's resonating with everybody and uh it's just meant uh a lot to us that were being heard and being understood at the same time. And people are taking away what they take away from the song that may be entirely different than what we intended. And it's really cool to hear people's perspectives when they reach back out to us. And Stranger's Bed was a similar, similar feel. It's about feeling so distant with your partner that they seem like a stranger. And again, that came from a seed of truth. We've all been there where you might have just gotten in a fight with your, you know, significant other and you're you're laying there in bed and you're like, I don't even know if this person knows me anymore. I don't even know if I know them anymore. And both Justin and I have been through long term relationships that have not, you know, ended in marriage, clearly, uh, because we are either with new people or, uh, you know, single, whatever the case may be. Uh, we can leave that up in the air for all the fans to uh, to guess however they may like. Um, but we've both been in those experiences where we are just hoping that when the dust clears in the morning, perhaps we're going to know each other again. And is is there even a way back from this, from this situation? Have we let it go on too far to to come back and that song kind of came again from a concept I had in my phone for quite a while. Uh, and something that was at the time pretty real to me in the breakup I was going through. And that kind of goes into like art imitating life. If y'all have heard that statement before, I think that plays a huge role. Like you said, if there's been things you're going through, but that's also the most authentic lyrics and, where people can connect if they feel like there's a personal connection to the person singing it and their intonation and what they're sharing um, when they're singing and speaking or, you know, whatever it might be. If it's writing a book, there's so many of my favorite books that were written based on someone's experience. And it's just like, that's where I fully connected 
with that author or with that singer or the songwriter. And I love that you guys were able to put your heart into those lyrics. But it kind of goes into one of my other questions. How did you guys get um, the opportunity to work with Disney? What happened and how did you guys get that opportunity? Well, so it stemmed from we were still living in New York and we were doing frequent trips out to L.A. And so we kind of kept ingraining ourselves in the the L.A. scene a little bit. And what ended up happening is we got connected and got put in a session with the band Dreamers. And funny enough, we had actually played a show with them back in New York. Uh, Side note, but uh, we had a great session and crushed it. And so the, our current A&R at Disney, Peter kind of was asking like, Hey, what's the deal? I love this song. Who are these guys? How can I get involved? And it slowly evolved from just being one little session we had into an awesome relationship now that we're three years in. And uh, I mean, it's just crazy because it just goes back to show that, one little decision or one little session or song you can write can change everything. And also, you know, it just shows that you can't take any opportunity for granted. We could go into these sessions and be like, Oh, another artist, another writer, but no, we go in and we just put a hundred percent with our best foot forward because at the end of the day, these people are so generous in giving their time to us and giving their creative juice and their creative energy to the creative space we're mutually creating. Well, that was a lot of the word creation, but um, it's, it's true. Um, and we, we should bring nothing less than everything we have to it. And again, some days it doesn't work. Some days it works that day. It just so happened to work and it worked in a special enough way that our current A&R Peter introduced us to the rest of the team, invited us to, uh, a Disney holiday uh, party where we got to connect with some of the other writers and see if our vibe was their vibe. And it ended up being that way. They had an ice cream truck with, uh, with, you know, chip witches. And that sold me because we were also talking to a few other publishers at the time. Um, and then, you know, Justin and I kind of sat down and we decided that, the best course of action were the people that were championing us the hardest and believed in us the hardest. And it also happens that yes, it's Disney and they're a massive company, but they have a very small roster. So we're hands-on with our creative team there and it's been amazing. But for the first year and a half, admittedly, we didn't land much, uh, much music or syncs. And uh, we just kept our head down and, and kept working the best of our ability. And it, has since kind of started paying off. You know what they say when the, when one thing lands, all of a sudden the floodgates open and we've kind of just been on this wave of trying to uh, stay afloat in the best way possible. I love that. I mean, that just shows um, perseverance for sure that a lot of times, especially when you guys being amazing artists, when you're writing or helping or supporting other people's careers, you know, it sometimes can cause people to feel, you know, what, why am I in this? What, what's going to be the end goal for me, but that you guys still came in with a positive attitude, knowing that you were there for an assignment to help someone um, to live their passions and their dreams, but also that 
it could lead to great things for you in the future because you never know who's going to listen or, you know, being able to have your name even in the credits saying that I was the one who helped to create this for someone else. I think that's amazing. And I think you guys do such great work. And so I think that's something that for those young listeners out there to just remember never to give up on your dreams, but also that you, every opportunity is still an opportunity for people to listen and hear you and hear what you have to offer. And I, I love that. I think that's great. But I, I really love yeah, you guys. Y'all, y'all do such great things. And I think like people need to know to support um, Park Wild. If you guys have never heard them, please look them up for sure. Um, but I want you guys, if you can, at the end, if you can kind of tell us, how can we find you online and what do you have next? Things that are going on that you can kind of give us um, any insight on what you have coming up soon? Uh, so if you just search Park Wild almost anywhere on Google, Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, TikTok, we should be pretty much the only thing that pulls up because uh, I don't really think anything else is named Park Wild. Other than one uh, one apartment complex in, I think, Iowa or Idaho. Yeah, they, so- <laughs> they do pop up in there, but we are not the complex. We're the band. Yeah, that's why we uh, couldn't get parkwild.com. <laughs> yep. But uh, it's pretty easy to find us. We're all over. And then uh, what's next? Um, we're just going to keep doing our thing. I mean, we're just putting our heads down and grinding. We're trying to get some big hits on the writing production side. We're trying to develop our artist project at the same time. So we're just kind of doing it all. We're, we're shooting TikToks. We're uh, doing it, photo shoots. We're doing all sorts of content in the studio of diff- different people every day, writing all sorts of different music. So just doing what we love every day. And we're prepping for a uh, Instagram live or TikTok live. We're trying to figure it out. Performance, uh, because we do have an itch and passion for performance and performing. And we haven't had the chance to really do that with COVID. And it's a very expensive endeavor, truthfully, to perform live unless you're able to draw a great fan base. And while we had that fan base in New York, we kind of haven't been able to develop it as much here because we dove into the writing producing side so much. Um, but we're going to be doing an Instagram or TikTok live performance slash throw it up on YouTube uh, later on in December, just so we can uh, cap off the end of the year with what we love to do uh, the most, and that is perform. So we're going to be doing something like that as well. I love that. Now, I really want to ask you guys a favor. I don't know if y'all are interested or not, but I would love for you guys to perform on my other podcast at some point. So I'm not sure if you want to do acoustic acoustic version or have someone else to to be a part of it as well. But if y'all are interested ever in the future and wanting to be a part of Space Between, we would love to have more live performers and I would love to to share your music um, on the second podcast. So that would be, I think, really cool. And I'm I'm definitely going to support you guys when your show comes out. Just let me know and I would definitely be there to support. And we would love to be on Space Between. I think there's nothing more important than creators supporting creators because art so much these days is undervalued and it can only retain value if we set a standard and believe that it deserves that value. And that's the fight that's going on you know, with music rights in Congress and all that, but it starts at the level of us supporting creatives and creatives supporting us. So we would be honored to be on your podcast. Well, that's going to be great. So definitely we will 
get all that together very soon. And I want to make sure that if you guys have not heard of Park Wild, this is the first time, please go out, tell a friend, follow them, share their music, stream the music, which is really important, and being able to just connect. Because when we support each other and we help someone who's doing great things in our communities and in the world, that that helps us to be fulfilled as well. And so I thank you guys for making time, being a part of Black Canvas, and I would love to have you guys like sit in the future on Space Between. And if you want to come back to Black Canvas and we can talk more in depth about your life, things that are going on and things that you want us to know, please let me know and I can definitely set up a time and date and we can make it work. Awesome. Will do. Thank you so much for having oh, us. Thank you so much for being a part. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right. Thank you so much, you guys. I gr- I really appreciate you, Austin and Justin, for just being a part of this. And I will be here to support you in anything that y'all need me for. Thank right, you. Yeah, have a great night. Mm-hmm.